Dagon's Illusion, Episode 30, Death Oracle. Copy of a letter found in a hidden strong box after the suicide of Corneal Moon. The 12th day of August, 1892. To members of the Order, I write this final letter seated in the lovely eastern garden of my estate. It is evening, and the heat of the day is past. A tranquility settles over the world that seems to whisper of Eden. A large vein in my left ankle has been pierced, and my blood is pulsing to the ground, soon to provide nourishment for the magnolia tree beneath which I sit. I am at the shining path is open before me, and I follow my guide. All sacrifices have been made, my own blood being the final offering. The circle is complete. Within the hour, my spirit will be released from its prison, and I shall be exalted in eternal light. What the profane call death is the ultimate initiation for those who share in the glory of our pellucid consciousness. In these final moments, much, much becomes clear. So I bequeath to you this oracle. Never forget the cast into which you were born. Never besmirch your purity by mingling holy seed with that of lesser races. Your destiny is to rule the beasts of the earth, and as the new science teaches us, humans are nothing more than evolved beasts. But what kind of beasts are they? The answer has been given by our eternal lords. The lower races are sheep, and to govern them we must learn the lessons of the true shepherd. Do you consider sheep to be stupid? They are not. Like humans, they only appear so because their lives are lived on the brink of terror, which creates in them a form of trance. Place a flock inside a barn and close the doors, then set the barn ablaze. As the conflagration grows, throw open the doors. Though the animals can see a means of escape, in their trance, not one will take it. Instead, they will congregate in a corner with their heads turned away from the flames, and there they will die unless dragged to safety. Even then they must be tied down, or they will rush back to rejoin the others, and it does not take an inferno to engender such terror. Out in the open pasture, 
the slightest sound or movement can have the same result. It is this trance of fear that can be used to control them. In Eastern lands, when thieves desire to steal a flock, they attack on horses with guns blazing. This causes the sheep to rush into a tight formation. Then one of the brigands rides straight into their midst. When he is in the center, he fires his gun, turns his horse, and rides away. Every sheep then follows, as though he is their leader. With the other thieves chasing behind, blasting at the sky, the entire flock will race after the very scoundrel who is stealing them. In this way, they can be induced to run for miles. If they slow or falter, the entranced animals will succumb to the same strategy the tenth time as surely as the first. Human beasts are precisely the same. Whether true danger exists or not, they can be terrified by a whisper and in this state so focus on their fear that they become entranced, often congregating in mindless herds. Thereafter, no amount of truth can keep them from self-destruction. They will follow any loud and powerful liar who rushes in, though his purpose is to slaughter them all. Such a philosophy was used to great effect in the management of African slaves. The most successful masters learned that a single fearsome act of shocking brutality could establish their position as gods and lords. But in and of themselves, such brutal acts were not sufficient. To have the greatest effect, they had to be cloaked with a dark horror that would play on the natural fears of the superstitious primitive mind. It was needful that the brutality be attributed to unseen evil powers that had to be appeased. These wise masters learned that it was well worth the loss of a high-priced slave to render a hundred others helplessly docile. In this manner, they achieved complete control. After certain strategic acts, whenever there was unrest, all that was needed were a few carefully planted whispers, such as these. A plague has struck the plantations of another parish. Half the slaves are dead. Soon the curse will come here and kill us all. Our only hope is our master with his dark powers. We must work hard and plead for his protection. Or this, because of sloth, the master has cursed the workers in the field. In a week, all of them will be dead. Cry out to him. Perhaps he will relent and show mercy. This was a particularly delicious tactic. Not infrequently, several of the wretches died of sheer terror without the necessity of a single physical demonstration. And here is another. 
Our master has called Dambala. The Lord is slithering in the trees. He has ordered him to take the souls of the weak and sickly among us. Work with all your might. Prove you are strong, or you will die. Each year, wise masters renewed their contract of terror by the sacrifice of another slave. A vile rumor, followed by a drop of poison, caused the human sheep to cluster, work, grovel, and even pray for deliverance to the very one who slaughtered them. Are Africans the only race to succumb to the trance of terror? If possible, Anglo-Saxons have an even greater propensity to such control. With wealth comes the fear of losing it. Like Lot's wife, the trance of material loss is so powerful that they are easily mesmerized. I ask, who was more gripped with panic? The plantation slaves or their masters and mistresses? How many genteel families lived in dread of losing their comforts? to say nothing of their lives through the agency of a slave uprising. That same fear continues in every class of wealth. Answer this, which do sheep prefer? Security or freedom? Is not the answer clear? Like sheep, Humans desire peace, food, and shelter. And to achieve those ends, will sacrifice freedom at the beat of a heart. Are there not former African slaves right now in our day who would gladly retreat to the security of a benign plantation rather than face the fears and uncertainties of a bitter world? And this is true of the entire human herd. Therefore, to rule the lesser races, all that is needed is to provide food, shelter, and security. Salted with terrifying whispers and a few well-publicized acts of brutal, brutal horror. With such a stratagem, the masses will follow you as gods and lords. But there is a complication. We are not the only ones who view humans as sheep. Our great enemy looks upon them in the same manner, but with a vastly different philosophy of management. Beware, beware, the man or woman who enters his flock. When humans follow him, the result is the destruction of the trance of terror. Such renegades must be eradicated. But there is a way to nullify our enemy's influence. Everyone knows that in open fields, sheep need the protection of a shepherd. But imagine that it were possible to convince a flock that no such person as a shepherd had ever
Rapha existed, and that even believing in a shepherd was a dangerous fantasy which would restrain them from advancing to delicious pastures high above. The pitiful beasts would be food for any predator in the century to come. This will be the state of all the lesser races. Convinced that our great enemy does not exist, they will wander aimlessly, entranced by fear, torn by ten thousand wolves. Then will come the great congealing. We will guide them to oneness with our pellucid lord. My life on this plane is fading. Follow the path. Corneal Augustus Moon, signed in his own blood.